Hi, this is your host, Stella Rem. Welcome to today's episode of Master Your Being, a show where I talk about how to master your thoughts, feelings, and behavior while sharing my own journey of self-mastery with you along the way. Be sure to follow me on social media to see what I'm up to. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, and Mastodon by searching for The Della Rem. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Hey folks, it's Della. Welcome to, welcome back to Master Your Being. I hope you are doing well today. I want to talk about duality. Have you heard of the concept of duality? Do you know what that is? It's the idea of opposites, up and down, wet and dry, hot and cold, black and white, right and wrong, good and bad, truth or lie, true or false, right? Those are dualistic concepts. We have hundreds of them in our world, all around us, rich and poor, and so on, right? We have hundreds and hundreds of these dualistic concepts and ideas in our 3D human world. That is the human experience. But what I've started to see and what's come up for me lately, if you think of duality as a coin that has two sides, right? Heads and tails more duality, then each side of that coin offers you one of the options. What if you don't like one of the options? What if you looked at a quarter and you didn't like the the picture of the heads and you only like the picture of the tails? Does that mean that you erase the, the picture of the heads on the coin? Do you um, try to scratch it out? Do you toss the whole coin away? What what do you do? Do you do you just not look at it? Because money has value to you, you're laughing at me right now, right? Because money has value to you. So just because you don't like the picture on the coin doesn't mean you don't use the coin. You just don't necessarily sit around staring at the pictures on the coins. You move on with your life. Totally makes sense. But that very basic concept, that very basic idea applies to everything in the human experience. Unlike money, where a 25 cent coin has more value than a 10 cent coin, has more value than a 5 cent coin, has more value than a penny. We don't have those here in Canada, but if you did, if you do, if you're in the US and you have a penny, where you have value that has been predetermined by humans somewhere in the process, somewhere along the way, somebody decided this is what a quarter looks like and how much it's worth. This is what a penny looks like and how much it's worth. This is what a nickel looks like and how much it's worth, right? We, somewhere along the way, some human made these value judgments of these particular coins, determined their value, and that value then became socially accepted in society This is what we use, and this is how we trade for our goods. I give you goods, you give me money. It's essentially just a trade. We're trading something of value for something else of value. 
basic monetary system, right? And before we had actual money, coins and bills and even plastic with credit cards and debit cards, people would trade items of value for items of value, right? I'll trade you this fur for that fur, this food for that food, right? We would trade. That's a normal system. It's how society functions. The idea of duality means that you will never have a one-sided coin. There will never be a coin that only has one side. There will always be another side. <clears throat> There's always the opposite side. When you look at anything flat, there is always the other side of it. There is really nothing in our human existence that is truly one-sided. There is always another side. So that means that the other side exists in perpetuity, constantly, perpetually. It is always there. There is always another side to the coin. In order for something to be true, something else has to be false. If you try to do away with the thing that's false, then there's also nothing that's true. You remove both options. You can't have one without the other. You need both. You often hear the saying in spiritual circles that you need the, the duality of society. You need hot to understand cold. You need wet to understand dry. You need up to understand down. Without at least one of those concepts, you don't have the other one. So essentially what it means is you need both. But we have this interesting argument in society because we have the argument that, well, I want to remove hate so that there is only love. Valid, valid, I mean, totally valid dream. Great idealistic idea, right? Like beautiful. Okay. But how would you know love if you didn't understand hate? The idea of choosing only love is because you have some understanding of hate. So you know what you want. It allowed, it, it allowed you to figure out what you wanted. It gave you that. Because you've seen uh, this thing I don't like over here, then you know what you do like. It allows you to pick. But if you evict one or the other from the experience and you say, that doesn't exist anymore then when something new shows up, you won't have any basis on which to sort it. The reason you can sort out good and bad, right and wrong, up and down, wet and dry, hot and cold, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on, love and hate, the reason you, why you can sort those out is because you have the experience of all of it. If you no longer have the experience of half of those things, then you will not be able to sort the other half out. You need both. But we're in a society right now that actually does try to destroy itself in this way. It does try to destroy itself in this way. It wants to destroy the thing it needs to keep. So we want to remove hate, okay? 
But then the argument is that the argument will be that we need it. The argument then becomes, if I don't have it, how will I know the difference? Right? We play this game out constantly in society. Right? The idea of having duality implies that both exist in, per in perpetuity. If you remove one or the other, it doesn't matter which, if you remove one, then you lose the coin. You lose the duality, but then there's nothing to sort. You can't have only right, because if you have only right, then you won't ever know if something's wrong. Right? And remember, with concepts like right and wrong, in particular, right and wrong and good and bad, those are very much human-based judgment ideas. And they differ from person to person to person to person. So how would you create a world where only right existed? Who's right? <laughs> my right? My version of right or your version of right? Which version of right are we talking about? And then we have those black and white areas, things like hot and cold, which you think is hot, right? I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Guess what? Cold is a very different experience for me than it is for somebody that lives in Florida. So whose definition of cold are we going for? Florida's definition of cold or my definition of cold? It's a judgment call. And what's that judgment call based on? Experience. My experience living in the middle of the prairies in Canada is very different from somebody else who's grown up in Florida. My experience of weather is a very different thing. My experience of cold is very different. My experience of hot is actually very different. than somebody that lives in Florida. So whose definition are we going for? Wet and dry. What about damp? Is it wet or is it dry? Who decides? When you try to do away with one, there's a lot of judgment that has to happen there. So it's really hard to do away with one. Love and hate. Most of us can look at war and say, okay, you know, we can get rid of that. We probably don't need that, right? We can probably stop killing each other now, right? Most of us can look around and agree with that. <clears throat> but I bet you not everybody. Everybody. 
There are people probably still out there that believe that war is necessary. So those people don't want to get rid of that. Those people want that to continue to be a thing. And then you say, but they're wrong. Okay, but that's a value judgment. Based on your interpretation of experience. But it's not their experience. That's not what they believe. So we can have any of these arguments. And each and every time there's a judgment that gets made. Each and every time there's a judgment that gets made. And the importance of that judgment is determined solely by the ego that makes the judgment. You made the judgment, whatever it is, whether you agree with me or disagree with me right now, you made the judgment. And so you believe what your judgment is. You believe whatever you've decided. You believe that. And you've made that important to you because that's what the ego does. That's how the ego operates. You made that important to you. And because you've made that important to you now, everything else that isn't that is wrong. You won't accept anything else anymore. That's the ego. That's the ego doing what it does. So now you want to live in a world that excludes everything you've just dumped off, everything that you've decided you don't want. You want to create an experience now where everything that you don't want suddenly goes away. Do you see that you can't have that, though? First and foremost, not everybody agrees with your version of how it should look. Right? We have the same trouble when we try to put pictures on on bills or anything, really, right? We struggle with it. Coming to consensus is complicated, right? And even even once even once the the people with in the right in the right pay grade figure out how the bills should look, right? There's a lot of opinions, right? It's why they don't put it to a vote in the public, right? That's why that's why it doesn't happen. Too many cooks in the kitchen, right? We get a problem, right? We'd still have blank paper if we tried to put it to public opinion and create consensus. Right? There's a reason why that happens the way it does. Right? So now when I suggest that you can't have what you want, Then you argue with me.
Because you say just remove it. We can't do that. You need both to understand what to filter out. Without having the concepts of both sides, you don't understand what to filter out. You don't understand what to filter out. You don't understand what you like and what you don't. You don't understand what you want and what you don't want. If there had never, ever been a war, you wouldn't understand that you didn't want it because you would have no concept of it. You wouldn't even know the word. (laughs) I can remember teaching up in northern Saskatchewan, teaching little kids school. And their curriculum is often built for for kids that live in big cities. And there are usually references to things like subways and high-rise apartment buildings and things like that. Now, even in even in the big and, and Regina and and and, and uh, Saskatoon are not big cities, and even here in Winnipeg, we don't have a subway. My only reference to subway is 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 to look at a city like New York. I've seen it on TV. I understand the concept. I know what it is. But if you've never watched a movie or seen it on TV and you don't live in a place that has a subway system, how do you know what that is? You don't. So I would teach kids that had never seen these things, either in real life or on TV. They didn't know what they were or how they worked. The concept is unknown. All they knew was where they lived and the things that existed there. That was what they knew. A lot of them had never left the little town that they lived in. So when you're talking about the idea of filtering one thing out and the idea of being able to sort things into wanted and not wanted, good and bad, right and wrong, up and down, wet and dry, hot and cold, you need the reference. You have the reference. If war disappeared tomorrow, you'd be fine with it because you have an understanding of it because you have reference, you have, you have lived experience. You have some kind of a reference there for it. But if you've never had a reference for it, if you've never had an experience of it in some way, even if it's just on TV, If you've never had some experience of it, then how do you know what it is? And how do you know you don't want it? 
you ever watched a child when they're first trying new foods, right? You put Brussels sprouts in front of them, right? They say, I don't like that, but you've never tried it. How do you know? Because I don't like it. He probably made a judgment call based on the color or the appearance of a Brussels sprout, right? A cooked Brussels sprout, especially if they're boiled, doesn't look particularly appetizing. I, I like Brussels sprouts personally. I don't have a problem with them. I realize it's one of those vegetables. Have you ever looked at something and said, I don't like that, and you've never ever seen it or tried it in your life? How do you know? What are you filtering based on? You need the duality that you argue against. You want to do away with duality because you want to get rid of one side of the coin. But then you would have nothing to sort. And the thing is, is if I say get rid of everything that's wrong, it's a value judgment. It would be based on my determination of what's right and wrong. Would we ever get agreement on that? No, probably not. So how can you? You can't. So you're trying to evict a whole group of things that you've decided fit in this specific box over here to the exclusion of everything else. And not everybody even agrees with you on what's in the box. So now here's your point of control. What you choose to pay attention to. When you don't like what you see, change your opinion of what you see, and then what you see will change. What does that mean? Stop judging things as good and bad, right and wrong. Stop judging it. Stop sorting it. I often suggest that all is equal. Everything is equal. People get really upset when I say that everything is equal. I posted a comment yesterday where I said all opinions are equal and deserve to be heard equally. Nobody likes that. Because people have sorted opinions into right and wrong. Based on their own judgment of the opinion. And that judgment allows them to sort. The argument is for duality. I need to be able to sort. That's the argument for it. But then on the flip side of that, then they want to do away with half of it so that they would actually have nothing to sort. It would all simply exist. If we did away with wrong and we stopped sorting...
then everything would just be there and it would all exist neutrally. But you don't actually want that because you want to be able to decide what's good and bad, right and wrong. You want to be able to punish people for doing things that are wrong. You want to be able to punish them. You want to be able to punish your child for doing things that are wrong. But if your child never did anything wrong, you wouldn't have any reason for the punishment. And then you also, by the same token, would have no experience of wrong, so you would never know if they were doing it anyway. So it wouldn't matter. Do you see that? All the behavior would just be equal at that point and it wouldn't make a difference. The only reason you can say, I want to get rid of wrong is because you have an experience of wrong and you've punished your child for it in the past. But if you got rid of wrong and you had no experience of it, you would never have to punish your child and you would never know the difference. And all behavior would simply be equal and neutral. You can't have it both ways. It doesn't work like that. You fight for the duality that you actually want to do away with. You fight for the duality you want to do away with. And what's really fascinating is that you fight for the duality of the things that you want to do away with, which means that somebody else's opinion of what should be in the box of things we get rid of is different. Everybody will have a different box of things they want to get rid of based on their own judgments. Some things will be more widely agreed to, but there will still be people that disagree. about what should be in the box. So it becomes crazy making when we look at life this way, doesn't it? It becomes a little warped because it doesn't actually make a whole lot of sense. You can't have both at the same time. You can't bake your cake and eat it too. It doesn't work like that. You can't get rid of things and then expect to understand when they show up in your experience because you won't. If you have no reference for it, you won't know it when you see it. And so it will simply exist just the same as it does now. The only difference now is because you have a reference and you have an opposite, you decide you don't like it. But when you have no reference, it won't make a difference. 
But you don't see that. Because you think I'll know it when I see it. And maybe you will. Because you've had certain experiences. And you won't forget that, right? The amnesia doesn't kick in, right? You won't forget that. But there's going to be whole groups, whole generations behind you that will never have the experience. So they won't know it when they see it. And they won't sort it out. Because they'll have no reason to. They wouldn't filter it because it would be unnecessary. Because they would accept that reality just is. The experiences just are. Everything is equal. All is neutral. It is only your judgment of it that causes you to want to sort it. But if you remove one half of the coin, then you remove the need for judgment. And when you remove the need for judgment and just leave everything in place, you no longer have a need to sort into categories of opposites. It becomes unnecessary. Do you see where I'm going? When you're looking for a world where all is love, You have a very specific idea of what that should be. Not everybody will agree with you on how that looks. But what it really means, what we're really doing, it would mean we successfully sort and filter out the things that the majority see as hate. And we get to a place we become, we get to a place generations from now where we're in a world where there is no need for judgment. Why? Because we've slowly filtered out. And the people that come behind us have no reference for those things. So they don't feel the need to sort them. We get to a place where judgment stops. There is no need to filter. There is no need to sort, and all things simply coexist equally. So you want to know how we get to only love? We stop filtering out the hate. We tamp it down enough that future generations no longer have a reference for it and eventually stop sorting. But what it really means is you just sort of stop paying attention and you choose your focus and you pay attention to only the things that you want to focus on. And when things upset you or bother you, you just simply don't pay attention. the overwhelming amount of news that shows up in our lives, 24-7 coverage, repetition of all of the bad things that happen in, in society, right? Watch any 24-hour news station. And it's all the destruction of this, that, and the other thing. 
by choosing to turn that off and not pay attention to it, you're choosing what to focus on. You filter it out in your own life. You're already doing it. You filter it out. You choose not to stream 24-7 CNN or Fox or anything else. You choose not to do that. Why? Because it upsets you or you don't believe it or whatever it is. You're already choosing what to pay attention to and what not. And the more you learn to do that and the better you get at doing that, the less frustrated you are. The less you need to spend your time sorting. And when you stop trying to sort, everything simply gets to coexist. As it already does. It's just that that's the thing that you choose to argue with. The existence of it. And the thing is, is you don't have control over that. You can't evict it. It just is. So when we simply learn to accept what is, because it exists, and it is allowed to take up space just as anything else is allowed to take up space, just as you're allowed to take up space and I'm allowed to take up space, so is everything and everyone around you. And when we simply accept that and allow it to be, we don't have to be so frustrated with life. The reason why pain exists is because people are in pain. We won't ever fully remove pain. Again, you wouldn't know what not being in pain is if you'd never experienced pain. You wouldn't have any reference for it. But what you can learn to do is manage it. Manage your focus. Manage your thinking. Manage yourself in your experience. And when you learn to do that, you lessen the pain. It stops hurting so much. And life becomes easier. The all-or-nothing world that you think you want isn't really possible. Because there will always be somebody dragging back in something that you don't want. Because they want it. For whatever reason. And when we stop being frustrated by that and simply make that okay and allow that to be there without trying to control it, life changes. Things change. It gets better. It gets easier to manage. You stop trying to control the things you don't have control over and you take control over yourself. You manage yourself within the experience. And when you simply allow everything to exist as it does, you understand the pain that shows up in the experience is because others are in pain and you don't have control over that. 
and you simply manage what you can and leave the rest, it gets easier. So, talk to me about duality. Tell me what you think and how you feel. Do you want duality? Duality means the perp- Im- the, the existence of the opposite in perpetuity forever. Non-duality just simply means everything learns to coexist because you can't, you don't have any basis for being able to sort it any further. What do you think of those ideas? Let me know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. And I will talk to you next week. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. This is Della Ren with Master Your Being. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to Master Your Being with me, your host, Della Ren. You can subscribe to my podcast and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Don't forget to catch me on my next episode. I'll see you soon.